right now we're fighting for pride. We're fighting for legacy. We're fighting for, you know, this being BV's first year, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're five and four right now. We went out, we're eight and four. We win the bowl game. We're nine and four. And I think that will put him on a good path to be set up for years to come. Sooner Nation, it's your boy Jay Hall along with B Willie here. You already know what time it is. This is the podcast on the prairie. Um, I'm on one today, and I, I, I can't even tell you why, right? So just just bear with me. I'm on one. I'm going to read you this quote, okay? In order to know how to win, you must first learn not to lose. You must first learn not to lose. All right. Now, now we now we got to go back positive first. Right. Because we always say positive vibes on the podcast. So what up, Sooner Nation? It's your boy, Jay Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. You know who it is with me today. My right hand man, number nine on the field, the berate and wait room, Willie Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Be Willie, Captain. What's up, Jay? What's going on? Hey, brother, I got a lot to say today, and uh, I need the people to know that when I start talking about ball here in a few minutes, I need your undivided attention because uh, I'm not going to lie. I did not like did not like the game this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get there, bro. We'll get there. Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for a word from our friends at Plainview Legal Group. When times are tough, it's important to have attorneys on your side who will have your back through thick and thin. Haley and Travis Dennis at Plainview Legal are like some of the best offensive linemen in OU history. Lane Johnson, Trent Williams, Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey. They do the dirty work so you can focus downfield on the rest of your life. Plainview does it all in the world of property and business law. This includes matters in eminent domain, inverse condemnation, real estate transaction, oil and gas title examination, adverse possession, quiet titles, and other boundary disputes. Plainview Legal Group also handles estate planning and probate, from simple wills to proving undue influence. Additionally, their attorneys negotiate, draft, review, and litigate all kinds of commercial contracts for individuals and businesses across various industries throughout Oklahoma. Husband and wife, Haley and Travis Dennis, are diehard Sooner fans and have five degrees between them through the university. They love helping anyone, but take pride especially in working with fellow Sooners. They fight tirelessly to protect what you value most because your property is their priority. They are people you want on your side. To schedule your free consultation, visit their website at www.plainviewlegal.com. Give them a call at 405-310-0183 or email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. Please see show notes for important disclaimer information. We don't even got to start off in that type of mood. But first, bro, positivity. What, What are we grateful for? I saw the picture of you and your family. That made me smile this morning. Um, I was at a wedding this weekend, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, w- what you got going? Tell me. Talk to me. 
Uh, grateful that, you know, a lot of my family made it down for the game. My little sister, who everybody knows, or if you don't know, she plays at Texas State, a uh, soccer player at Texas State. So she's been in se- – our seasons are at the same time. Yeah. And I think their season just ended on – I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I want to say like a day before our game. So my dad went and got her from San Marcos – or uh, drove late at night when it got hurt. They got back early in the morning, then left, you know, Saturday morning to come up to the game. So me and my sister are pretty tight. We were pretty close, uh, me and my little sister. So it was really good to have her at the game. You know, I've missed her since she's been in college. So uh, yeah. it was just good so to you get her at been the able, game. You haven't been able to see her play? No. The, the same, you know, same schedules. Um they they played on the weekends as well. You know, they played once during the yeah. weekend on the weekends. Can't really sneak off or nothing. So by week I was here, you know, so I haven't been able to see her play. So I haven't seen yeah. her since I left for uh, fall camp. So, you know, yeah. I'm, good to, I'm feeling, really good to see oh, her. I'm feeling a little bit of that as well in terms of not being able to hang out with my siblings because all through college, I was always busy and our breaks never aligned. And even when I went home, I was, you know, taking trips and trying to make sure that I just took advantage of my time. And so now that I'm out, I'm like, Hey, like what y'all doing? Like, when can we go on a trip? You know? And they're like, uh, we got class and my brother's running track and he's like, yeah, bro, I can't do it. (laughs) And so now I'm the one, um, on the outside, seeing what it's like to not have access to, I guess, what would be me, but now it's my siblings. So that's, uh, that's, uh, definitely something I can relate to, but, um, uh, if, if sooner nation doesn't know by now who, who your sister is, as many times as we've reposted her to get her likes and stuff for plays of the, the, the weekend or, the game and all that but um if you don't know um it's a house of athletes over there in the in the willis family we should get y'all a show or something bro yeah man <laughs> yeah she she's definitely she's definitely quite the athlete herself man yeah so, yeah but is she, you know is she the better athlete or are you like per like your abilities like are are you the better athlete with what you were born with or is she the better athlete with what she was born with I mean, I gotta say me, you know, it's family bad thing. Uh, I gotta <laughs> say me. But now nah, she's quite an athlete in her own right. Uh a lot of stuff that we did, I mean, she worked out with me a lot when she was younger and Yeah. You know, it just gave her the big brother treatment a lot of the time. You know, I think I scarred her for life playing basketball. She was wanting <laughs> to play basketball for a little bit, but you know, we we got out there and I was, you know, throwing it, throwing her shots and dunking on her and she's like i don't want to play this no more and so i was yeah. like oh, i was the same way i think i'm the reason right now why my sister is so much better than video game at video games than i am like yeah. i didn't have anybody to play with growing up bro so i'd make my sister play call of duty with me and now she's like for anyone that keeps up with video games i think this girl averages like at least a three plus kd ratio and she's killing it so i think bro i think i think having an older brother if you're if you're a female and 
you got an older brother. I think that's like the greatest thing because having an older brother kind of like prepares you for what a man really behaves like behind the scenes. You oh, know? no doubt. So, no doubt. I like being an older bro. But as I said a little bit earlier, I was at a wedding this past weekend. Um, let's see. The, the, the family, one side is white. One side is like white and Mexican. And so the white and Mexican side invited the Mexican side. They're all from New Mexico and in Vegas. And uh, they brought the carne asada with them and the rest of the fixings, bro. It was a great time. I was full. There was plenty of uh, cerveza to go around and uh, the drinks were flowing. So I had a great time this weekend. It kind of spilled over to my birthday yesterday. The wedding was Saturday. My birthday was yesterday. I didn't do, I didn't do too much, bro. I, I feel, I don't know if anybody else feels this way about their birthdays, but like, I kind of feel selfish celebrating my birthday. Like a whole day is for me, bro. Like I'm going to bring together, like throwing a birthday party just feels weird because we get there and then the, the, the basis of the party is just me. Yeah. You know, like I'm so used to being, yeah. I've never liked that. I'm I'm not a big gift receiver. I'm a big gift giver, but I don't like to receive gifts. Like I have a weird thing about it. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I think that's just like the athlete or like the competitiveness in us. Like we're used to like having to work in to get For to stuff. what we deserve, you know? Yeah. It's like I was just I was born today. Well, a lot of people were born today, like ain't <laughs> like, like what? Like, so what? <laughs> like no doubt, man. Like um, what's his name? Takeoff, the rapper. He just got killed last week. Like, right. A lot of people die. A lot of people. Anyways, let me not get off topic, bro. Uh, regardless of what happened on Saturday, um, I'm grateful for for life, bro. Let's make sure that we. Before I start ripping and, and cursing out players on this podcast, I, I, would, I just want y'all to know that Jay Hall is happy, but his alter ego is about to take over when we do this breakdown. <laughs> All right. But anyways, in another, another news, uh, Elon bought Twitter here recently. Did you see that? I did. It seemed like he's doing a whole bunch of tweaks to it. I don't know if I'm really a fan, but. Yeah. They say, they said, I think. There was a stat that said racial slurs went up 500% or something like that within 24 hours of the transition of power. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Elon's a very, uh, say what you want type of like, a really like, you know, your, our, our first amendment is like freedom of speech and all that type of stuff. So freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah. Like- I already stay off Twitter during the season. Yeah. Especially this season. Yeah. So I noticed your 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 tweet count is isn't as high as what it used to be. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. I got on to take a picture with uh my little friend from the game. I don't know if you saw the picture, Sienna. Uh the little just the sweetest, cutest little Tuna fan. Um she has the personality of a forty-year-old woman. I mean, this girl is grown. But uh, I took, I got on Twitter to, you know, like and retweet uh, of a post or their post, and then 
the first thing I saw on there was, boy, does this team suck? And I was like, yep, getting straight off of it. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> We uh, gotta keep the we gotta keep the mental health in check. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Sooner Nation, if you were trying to reach me via Twitter, you know, it's not work. It's not gonna work right now. I'm not on Twitter yeah. right now. So I'll get back Bro. with y'all after the after the season. Freebird Grooming really goes above and beyond for us. Not only do they sponsor the podcast, they even send us a grooming kit and a kit for us to send to a family member or friend. Brayden, who are you going to give yours to? Uh, for me, I think the obvious answer is my dad. I think he would love it. I think he would use it probably, I mean, however, however often y'all shave. But, yeah, I think he would get a kick <laughs> out of it. And I know he's going to be more than happy with the present because Freebird is the best. Freebird is on a mission to take the hassle out of head care. Why? Because for too long, bald people have been left with subpar options when it comes to shaving and caring for their heads. They are here to change that by making head care easy and accessible. No more overpriced shavers that barely work. No more expensive lotions, creams, and gels with weird ingredients we cannot pronounce. Are you bald? Well, Freebird has your back. Are you still using an old school razor to shave your head? If you are, respectfully, what are you doing? Razors were designed to shave flat surfaces, not curved domes. Avoid painful nicks and cuts with a shaver that's actually designed for your head. Razors shave too close, often under the skin, so the hairs come back as uncomfortable, irritating ingrowns. If you're bald, we highly recommend you treating yourself to Freebird. It'll change your experience as a bald man. If you have a family member or friend who's bald, this is the perfect holiday gift. Freebird is so confident in what they are doing that they're offering 20% off today. So go visit myfreebird.com forward slash prairie for 20% off. That's myfreebird.com forward slash prairie for 20% off today. I haven't been on social media as much since, since I've gotten cut and... I feel bad sometimes because, you know, the fans show so much love, especially when I get on here and I, and I tell them what I got going on. Like when I announced that I was studying for my series three, there were a whole bunch of people on here that were like, yo, good luck. Let me know if you need anything. And, um, I went on there and saw messages that were sent from like a while ago. And I'm just like, I'm not ignoring y'all. Like I'm right. I'm, I'm focused every day. And so, I mean, shoot, that's what you gotta be selfish sometimes. So, under understandable but sooner nation moving on to the actual game this past weekend be willie from your perspective as always our, our our captain our leader you do not have all the answers nor do we expect you to have all the answers but what can you share with us today what what do you have what have you been reflecting on um you know first and foremost it just sucks you know i, I hate it for my team i hate it for my teammates i hate it for our coaching staff that's doing all the right things i hate it for our fans you know they show up and they show out every week uh they have so much support and love for us um you know selfishly i hate it for myself quite frankly. Um, but 
the fact of the matter is that, like we just discussed, if you take away, you know, some mistakes in the turnover margin and some of the penalties uh, that we had, and I'm as guilty, I had one. Um, you take away some of the penalties, and we're talking about a completely different game. We're talking about a, you know, taking 17 of their points away. And, you know, who knows if, you know, those drives that we, you know, turn the ball over, had penalties on, how many points we would have scored off of those drives because those were drives that were going decently well. We're moving the ball. We had 500 yards of offense. Defense ain't played bad, you know. We knew they were going to run the ball. I told y'all this last week. And, you know, that's what they wanted to do. And so, obviously, when a team, that's all they want to do, then, you know, you know, there's you just you just limit them at limit them at that point. But I don't think our defense played bad by any of the stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, it it you just got to be better, and yeah. it, it sucks. It hurts. You know, never thought that my last season, my captain season, would you know be this way, but. That's the kind of cards that we're being dealt with right now. At the end of the year, I told the guys, man, right now we're fighting for pride. We're fighting for legacy. We're fighting for, you know, this being BV's first year. You know, at, at the end of the day, we're five and four right now. We went out. We're eight and four. We win the bowl game. We're nine and four. That's obviously a horrible you know season from from our standards because i mean i don't think i've lost four games my entire career here before the season uh, or if i have it's close you know but at the end of the day that's not a horrible season by any stretch especially for our first year head coach with all the exodus of talent that we had and i think that will put him on a good path to be set up for years to come you know that's the first year probably the worst year it's just going to get better after this so my my thinking right now is went out win the bowl game and set up coach venables for a successful future by what we do yeah. right now yeah you mentioned earlier that you didn't see your senior season especially as a captain going down the path that it has thus far and when I tell you, brother, I can definitely, definitely relate to how you're feeling now. You know, when we were in the position that we were in last year, ended up losing to Oklahoma State and not even getting the opportunity to play in the Big 12 championship, I felt I can't, I can't even describe to you the weight of the emotions that I felt on my heart, not only for myself, but for my team. And that's why I introduced this, this segment of conversation for the podcast, acknowledging that you don't have all the answers because I didn't have all the answers then in the moment and after the moment and even reflecting you know, 2020 hindsight, supposedly, I, I, I still couldn't tell you what exactly went wrong. And right. 
I say that I can relate, but even to a certain extent, you're right in terms of never being a four loss team. I, I cannot relate in, in that aspect. I, I, I don't know what it's like to, to, to lose a game and still be in mid season and know that the rest of the season, there's no, there's probably no chance that you're going to make it to the big show championship, let alone the college football playoffs. So right. you're in a tough spot right now. You know, let's not, let's not shy away from it. Let's not act like it, it doesn't exist. You know, there's, now, now we're fighting for at minimum a, a bowl game. You know, where we what? How many wins? Five, six wins for a bowl game. You know, six wins um, for a bowl game. Yeah, you, you you probably don't get the the Big Twelve shot. Um, definitely no college football playoff shot. And we have how many games left? What at three. least three guaranteed? Three three games guaranteed. Jay, do you remember your best game while playing youth sports? Nah, bro. I don't remember my best game, but I remember getting a whole bunch of holding calls when I was about eight years old trying to figure out how to play. <laughs> That's funny that you said that. The first time that I played flag football, I was really young, and I think I ran the opposite way, like running the ball, <laughs> and then everybody was pointing me in the right direction, and then I finally ran like 100 yards all the way back for a touchdown, so... That's but funny. if you're looking for these experiences, I nine sports is offering leagues for kids ages three through 14. They offer leagues in basketball, volleyball, baseball, soccer, and of course, flag football. Convenience is a huge priority for Adnan. That's why they've made practices and games on the same day. It's a one day a week commitment. Practice first, then gameplay. Plus, leagues are seven weeks long. They have locations in the Edmond, OKC area, Yukon, Moore, and Norman. Plus, they are offering our listeners $10 off at registration by using the code PRAIRIEPOD. That is PRAIRIEPOD. Shout out Anon Sports for sponsoring the pod and all they do for kids throughout the state of Oklahoma. How do you, as a, a, a leader, as an, in, an, an individual, let's, ca let's captive those together, how do you proceed? personally how do you wake up every day motivated to go and play ball to go encourage the rest of your because we we must remember sooner nation Braden is a captain he is a, a a role model a figure for the people that are around him you know he's carrying a lot of weight you may not have all the answers now but just what are you thinking right now on a Sunday or it's Monday today? We're recording a little bit late, but what are you thinking this Monday that can give you the motivation to keep on going? Well, you know, first and foremost, it starts with me. Um, I got to make sure that myself is in a mental capacity to be able to be ready to lead. I can't, you know, when stuff gets hard, this really shows what, what type of leader you are. And I have to make sure, which I did yesterday before I even went up there, you know, before I got around the guys, I had to make sure that I was in the right place mentally, physically, spiritually, and everything else to be able to lead. You know, I mean, my, you know, like, like we said, it, it's different. It, it's, it's not normal for us. 
I, I've never been in a season like this. I haven't done a whole lot of lose, losing in my life. Maybe I've just been, you know, in blessed situations. Um, but man, like, you know, right after the game initially, man, I just sat in my locker and just was just sitting there, you know, well, well until after a lot of the guys left. And even to, even to like right now, you said we recorded Monday, my eye has been twitching since the game and it won't stop and it's still twitching. But like I said, I had to come back. I had to pray about it. I had to get in the word, listen to some gospel music and I had to make sure myself was right you know because if i'm not right and i'm the leader of this team then the rest of the team is not going to be right so i had to get myself right i had to tell myself like i had to give myself a reason why we're doing this like i told you set out some like okay this is what this is what the season is gonna has turned into this is what we're fighting for this is what we got to go achieve right now right and so now since i got myself right i gave it to the lord you know, now I'm ready to go in there and lead the rest of the guys. And, you know, we can't sit up there and quit now. We're too far in it. We can't go in there and just lay down the rest of the season. That's not what, what I'm about. That's not what we're about. So the best thing we can do out is go out there, get better every week, and just fight, you know. I mean, the last two weeks – you know, before this game, we, we fought really well. And those were, you know, those weren't bad teams that we beat. I mean, we beat a team with the number one defense in the Big 12, and then we beat a Kansas team that just beat OK State, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we were beating bad teams. So as of right now, we just got to get better, stay locked in, make sure that our goals for the rest of this season is known by everybody in the organization. And just stay together. You know, a lot of things are going to try to, you know, take us apart. As I've been saying all year long, there's a lot of outside stuff that outside noise, a lot of outside things are going to try to come in, creep in and break us apart. But the most important thing for us to do to be able to win out for the rest of the year and say that we, you know, went nine and four is to stay together. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a character defining moment in time for everyone, everyone involved in the team. So the staff, the coaches, the players, and there's a saying that uh, I think Nipsey, Nipsey said in one of his songs, and I think people say it all the time in finance and in business, but um, the saying is you never know who's swimming naked until the tide comes in. Right. You never know who's actually about that life until that life <laughs> to life ch challenges your beliefs until life right. actually steps on your throat. And it's like, now what? You know, so now now we see who, who who's going to step up, who really loves the game, who's really there to to better not only themselves, but the, the organization. So it's crunch time. It's crunch time. This is when you down. A lot to a little, and uh, you know you're gonna figure out who who really wants what. So for the next few minutes, I'm going to touch on some things that I think went wrong in the game. A little bit of bullfrog breakdown here. So um, 
as as I mentioned earlier, right, I was at a wedding on Saturday, so I was kind of in and out on the game. And that is the reason why I wasn't making very many tweets. So here we go. Bear with me. Um, I just started writing as I was watching this on YouTube. So I might be a little all over the place here. But um, however, uh, I, I, I do got some I do have a few key points. Okay. So first off, uh, there was a lot going on outside the game. So Roy, let's acknowledge Roy, um, Roy Williams, Mr. Superman himself was acknowledged for his, uh, previous efforts as a sooner, um, inducted into the hall of fame in Vegas. Um, I didn't know this, but only a thousand players have, uh, have, have been inducted into the hall of fame since it's, even been created. So uh shout out to Roy. Shout out to the softball team. They showed them as well during the third quarter. Um I think Jocelyn's now back playing for OKC. I think they're the Sparks. Um I don't really keep up with the professional ball, but uh shout out to Jocelyn. Shout out to Roy. And what else was there? Oh, one thing that was interesting when listening to the game, I thought this was cool, bro. I don't know what's up with ESPN, but their whole like broadcasting crew is, is not as good as like the rest of them. But anyways, during during the broadcast, you could hear the fans talking below them. And it was interesting, the conversations they were having, like you hear a kid shouting here and there and all types of stuff. So that was entertaining. And lastly, in terms of the broadcasting, the broadcasters, uh, the, the female that was broadcasting, she did she, overall, she did a good job. But I thought it was so funny the way she described the big plays and touchdowns because she'd always, she'd make it sound like a, a soccer game. You know how, how Hispanic and, and Spanish speaking soccer announcers are always like, go, you know, like that's what they yeah. do. She, bro, every touch, like not every touchdown, but on a couple of touchdowns, she was like, touchdown. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, relax. Like, I don't, I don't think this is, the sport to be doing that. But I thought that was interesting. Um, and, and one other time, bro, she was like, look at him go. I was like, <laughs> I was just laughing. Cause I'm like, uh, the commentary doesn't match the event. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, anyways, all right, let's, let's get down to, let's get down to the football, man. I've been talking a lot about the the non-football stuff, but bro, I, I overall, bro, this, this had the makings of a great game, but just, just like both sides kind of just gave it up, bro. You, you said it earlier. Um, ultimately there's a few plays that determine the outcome of a game. And this one had multiple. I think I chose about five or six of them, right? So the first one, the first one was the fourth down. You'll, you'll, you'll hear this a lot. A lot of these key plays happen on third and fourth down. The score was 17 to 14. We were down how, and it was, you know, it was a back and forth game. There's nothing wrong with a back and forth game, but I don't like seeing bad football. This is what I said and meant earlier when I said, in order to know how to win, you must first learn not to lose. And the fourth down, this was a direct snap to Marcus, and you were the lead blocker, right? You did your job as the lead blocker. 
the puller, I can't remember who the puller was, but they were a little bit slow allowing the linebacker slash hybrid to get to Marcus and grab his legs. Okay. The puller could have done better. I think you did your job. The line did their job, but Marcus was too, was not patient enough when hitting the gap. When he caught the ball, he immediately slid to the right. Now, now, you know, as a ball carrier, you have to give, you have to give the, the, the line time to do it, to do what it does. You know, you, you have to have a little bit of EG patience. You know, this is what, this is actually what made Dimitri Flowers so good at getting direct snaps. Whenever he got the ball, it was 2-2. Go hit, catch the ball, pause, let everything figure itself out, then go. Marcus catches the ball, takes two steps forward and to the right. This now creates improper spacing between him and the pulling guard, allowing the defensive player to grab his ankles, ultimately leading to him not getting the first down. I think after we, we take away, we, we convert that play, we either get a field goal or a touchdown, and they don't score. Sooners are now up at least 21 to 17 or tie game 17 17, and they don't score. Okay, I'm not blaming the whole whole thing on Marcus, but Marcus could have easily gotten the conversion. Okay, uh, the next one, uh, the fourth, the I think uh, they go down and score after that, and then there was another fourth down. There was another fourth down. I think it was somewhere around midfield. This is the fourth down before the interception from Billy, right? We should have gotten the fourth down. I mean, we should we should have stopped the fourth down conversion. I think it was the handoff to the fullback, okay? That was a key play. But we made up for it. We made up for it on Billy's interception. All right, that kind of breaks that breaks even, right? So, and I'm not even going to count the two tipped interceptions, right? Cuz they were tipped. You can tell that Baylor teaches their guys to get their hands up in the face of the quarterback. Because it was seen over and over. You know, it wasn't something that happened once. They Baylor had five picks against Texas Tech last week. You know, so this is not a coincidence, right? So I I, I don't count the the tip ball, the first interception. I don't count that one. Um, I think that the interception from you that came off you, I thought that was pass interference. He had two hands on you. All the uh, way. Yeah, Never 10 to 15. Yeah, that's what that was. That was a terrible missed call. Um, they didn't even get a chance to put my other hand up. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how they missed that. So, um, honestly, we could we could throw that one in there. But uh, let let's fast forward to um, the two minute drill. Two minute drill. Um, we going to halftime twenty four twenty one. Right? Am I correct? Yes, sir. Correct. Okay. So you guys start moving down the field, right? Now, I saw there was some miss. We can't. This is game, what, eight, nine? Bro, there should not be any miscommunication between you and the coaches, right? I saw you didn't know what route you were running. Um, 
Brady, uh, Farouk and Drake were literally five yards away from each other, 15 yards down the field. And Farouk just happens to make the catch and we get down the field. Right. So it worked out, but like, why, why is this happening on, on the eighth, on the eighth game? Like, I get it. You guys are playing fast, but there's no point in playing fast if you can't execute. Okay. And then the next play, there's, there's a penalty on rain. We get pushed back 15 yards and missed a field goal. Could have been a tie game going in the half, but we have miscommunication and we have a penalty. Okay, another key moment. So right now, we're pretty much only at two key moments, the fourth down and the, the, the miscommunication. Technically, technically the your, your interception, but I'm not going to count that one. I'm talking about things that we can control, okay? Right. So we should have gone into halftime 24-24. Two things you cannot have during a two-minute drill. Sacks. We had a sack the first, like one of the first plays. And then penalties. We had we had both of those. We we were shoot, we're killing ourselves, right? So we missed the 55 yard field goal, and they make their 49 yard field goal earlier in the game. But it could have been evened out if we didn't have the penalty. Okay. All right. So fast forward, right? We have the punt return. We have punt interference. Okay. That was a key moment. And even after that, bro, that's I, we can't even blame. I can't remember the player. And I'm, even if I did, I wouldn't mention. I'm not trying to call anybody out. Right after that, bro, it's third and five. It's third and five. Wearing some type of single high coverage. And we let a guy roll into the flat uncovered. Miscommunication. Miscom- this is before the play even starts. We never stand a chance. Third and five miscommunication by the corner and I think it was Danny the corner came on a blitz and they go down there and I think they score on that drive so now we have a score that could have been prevented from the fourth down that we allowed earlier in the game we have a missed field goal opportunity that we should have made and now we have a blown assignment that could have prevented another score. So now up to this point, we could have at minimum prevented at least 10 points on the board out of the 20 or 17 that we allowed. Right. That's, that's the fourth one. That's the, that's the fourth key play. Okay. And then lastly, when we needed it most, mind you, let's, let's do a quick recap. The whole game, this is in total. Baylor was fourth and 13 from third down. They were three for three on fourth down. Oklahoma was 10 for 15. 10 for 15, 66% on third down is winning at any level. That is amazing. Oklahoma was killing it on offense besides a a few things, you know. When we needed it most, they only could, prior to this last drive, they had only completed two out of 11 third down conversions. And when we needed it most, we couldn't get two third down stops to get us the ball back and go give the offense the opportunity to win the game. 
They were two for 11. And then on the last drive, they convert two third downs and go win the game. Now, granted, I've got to give some credit to that, uh, that Q Jones kid, the, the backup running back for Baylor. He, he definitely gave Ramondre Stevenson type of vibes. Like that kid was, uh, was rolling. Like he, he played like a grown man, breaking tackles and all types of stuff. So, um, some credit to, to Baylor and, and, and what they did, but ultimately Sooner Nation, Braden, we ran out of time because of simple mistakes that could have been avoided. I think one key thing that I think I missed on, uh, this is after half time. This is a third and three. The score is 24 21. There was a big gap. There, there was a big gap between the, the defensive end and the one tech. So I think it was like one tech and then uncovered guard, uncovered tackle, uncovered tight end, and then our defensive end. And they just go and get the first down. Um, and there were some other things there, but. Um, y'all, these were all plays that ultimately led to a score or some type of action that could have changed the whole outcome of the game. So that is a summary of my bullfrog breakdown. I apologize if it's a little bit wordy. You can go back and fact check me on any of it. But football is a game of inches and you hear the saying all the time. But what that also means is football is a, is a game of very few plays that change the ultimately change the outcome. So hopefully you guys got something something from that. And these are the things that I look for when I analyze the game, which is why I also have a hard time um casually watching football. But Brayden, do any of those points stand out to you or do you have a comment on any of those? Uh no, nah, I mean, pretty much hit the nail on the head, you know. Um, a lot of self-inflicted wounds. Uh, you got to give Baylor credit; they did a lot of good stuff in the run game. Um, yeah. on offense, we just killed ourselves on in terms of us on offense and them on defense. We have five hundred yards of offense. Mm-hmm. And we were a hundred percent in red zone scoring. We were a hundred percent in red zone touchdowns. You know, we just there were just some drives that were going really well for us that, you know, we didn't we didn't finish on or, you know, we made some mistakes, some key mistakes on. Uh and at this level, man, that's the difference. It's this level, this conference, especially the way it is right now, that's the difference between winning and losing. That's the difference between being, you know, Nine and zero and five and four. So, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for our wrap up of Baylor. Hopefully, the Sooners can get things going and we finish out this season smiling in a different way this year outside of the college football playoffs. And who knows what could be next? However, Braden, I want to say thank you to you because I know that nobody wants to be on a podcast after a loss and. We say it all the time. It's uh, it's it's hard recording. It's it hard. It's hard recording after a loss, man, because you just 
it's not natural. So uh thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, of course. Um ladies and gentlemen, like I said, that's all we got. So wrapping it on up, Braden, what you got for the people? All right, man. Let us support from Sooner Nation. Keep on bringing it. We're gonna get it together. Um just thank y'all. Do this. All right, y'all. Perfect. Perfect.